All right, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Scarf Show. I am your host, Andrew Scarborough. We are live in Salt Lake City. I am joined by my boy, Bryce. Say what up, Bryce. How you doing? Hey, boy, we got a special guest today, so wherever you may be, sit back, relax, let's enjoy this podcast. Let's get to it, baby. Let's go. Woo! All right, everybody, welcome to the Scarf Show. We are going to start in the NFL world, where some huge news has come out over the last week or so. And one of the biggest news to come out of it, if you don't watch on ESPN, is the show Undisputed. Um, is a popular show on ESPN that hosts Skip Bayless, and it was Shannon Sharp. But now Richard Sherman is joining uh, Skip Bayless instead of Shannon Sharp. So how do you feel about that, Bryce? I mean, me personally, I don't watch the show, but I know – I know that I see some highlights and they get in some arguments. Uh, but I think Richard Sherman is a great addition, having an actual player in the show talk about the NFL insides and all that. So I think that's a great thing and in- interested to see where it goes. Dude, it's going to be interesting for sure because Richard Sherman is a loudmouth man. He's been in his career, so he fits the show perfectly with Undisputed Whiskey Bayless. It's going to be crazy to see that duo in action for sure. All right, and then moving on to other news, Um, the first preseason week of the NFL has just concluded, and some hot topics and some key players have shown what they can do in the season. What do you think are your your favorite standouts of this week? Um, Before the preseason week one even started, I saw some things, some on different players. What I really liked was seeing how people were thinking uh, Deuce Vaughn. How he's like five five, yeah, like one seventy or something, going in and out between the O line. Crazy, you can't see him, bro. No, you can't yeah. because during training camps, like there's reports that the D- Cowboys defense was having trouble attacking because they simply cannot see him. Yeah. So if he keeps this up throughout the preseason, I don't understand why he wouldn't be the number two behind Pollard. Easily, he's got to be. Tony Pollard will obviously be number one, but Deuce Vaughn will be number two, of course. Yeah. Speaking of Cowboy news. A former Cowboy has just signed with a new team. Running back Zeke Elliott is now off the market. He is heading to the New England Patriots, and I believe it was what, a one-year deal? One year, six-mil deal. $600, million deal. How do you feel about it? you think he'll fit I well? mean, Bill Belichick will find something to do with them. I see it as more as like a fantasy side point. Where it's like Rashawn Stevenson, he's the guy in New England, and adding Zeke is just going to be taking points away from him. Definitely. Kind of dropping his stock a little, but... He's still going to go two or three. He is a big upgrade to that defense, though, with Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, of course, Ramondre Stevenson, like you said before. It'll be interesting to see how that offense works after Mac Jones off here than what a, than what he did in his rookie year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not too high on the Patriots still, but we'll see what happens with it. I think they can they, – they're going to be fighting for not finishing last. Yep, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That, that AFC East division is going to be crazy. You have the Jets, you have the Bills, you have the Dolphins as well. Now you have the Patriots who just added a new weapon, so we'll see what happens with that division for sure. Yeah. All right, and then in other news, Jalen Hurts, if he already didn't get paid big this offseason, he now has got a huge endorsement deal as he has just signed with the Jordan brand this morning. And what do you feel about that? Do you I, think he deserves it? I don't even – I didn't even hear about this, so you're telling me about this. Um, I mean, I knew Jordan was big in the basketball. That's his main target. Mm-hmm. But branching out into football, I think Jalen Hurts definitely right after a Super Bowl appearance can definitely be the face of a football push 
Definitely. for the, for the uh, brand. Definitely. He was going to be one of the biggest athletes to represent the NFL in the Jordan brand for sure. And then also some huge news today. Do you want to break it down for me? Uh, talking about Michael Orr, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, this story dropped at like 15 minutes before 11 this morning, our time. And so Michael Orr has come out and said that the whole stuff with the blind side and being adopted, quote, adopted by the uh, the Tui family um, is actually all false and that he he did not sign adoption papers to get adopted. They were actually some sort of legal papers where the family can use his name in any business deal or something like that. And they get all the proceeds, and Michael Orr gets none of it. That's 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 terrible, bro. No, I, can't, I can't believe that, bro. He made they made money off of it. His image and one of our favorite movies from our childhood yeah. is come out to be so, pretty much fake. Yeah, the for those who don't know, like Blindside was an Oscar-winning movie, making over three hundred million dollars. Uh, but like, I read into it, like the kids who had very little to do anything just from the movie got a check of like $225,000 each plus like a 2.5% royalty for the movie. Wow. That's yeah. That's crazy. I can't believe you can make money off somebody else's image, especially when he was told it was all lie. Some, some crazy news, man. So if you ever do let this be a lesson. If you ever do sign some papers, make sure you know what you're signing. You know, make sure you know what you're getting into. Don't just go and write your signature because you know repercussions like this could happen in the end. All right. And then lastly, over the last week or so, um, well, actually the last couple days, uh, Peyton Manning, former NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, is now on to a new venture after his NFL career. Already he wasn't doing broadcasts with his brother on Monday night. He has now moved on to being a professor at, at, at the College of Tennessee. He's, a, he's joining the communications department. So what do you feel? How do you feel about this? I mean, I sure hope that he still does the Monday night thing with his brother. Definitely. But uh, if he's going to start teaching, I think the school really has to look fo- look into, like, are these students actually taking the course or they just want a quick autograph from Peyton? Yeah, definitely. That will probably be a You'll see a lot of people drop out first couple weeks, maybe, just to say, oh, yeah, I've seen Peyton Manning. I didn't really need this class. Now I don't have to pay for it, and now I have a signature from Peyton Manning. Yeah. So it is going to be weird for sure. Just a, kind of like a joke, like Peyton Manning's like, the only way you get an autograph is getting an A in the class. Definitely. That should be an incentive for sure, or a picture, or whatever, you know. So that's definitely weird for Peyton Manning. wasn't expecting him to be a professor at a college, but, you know. You know how these NFL players do after their careers. They, they got the money, so they got they, they can do whatever the hell they want, pretty much. He's got the money. He can do whatever. Exactly. All right. Now into other NFL news, how we were, like, saying about the preseason with Deuce Vaughn. We are now going to talk about a little bit other standouts who we thought did well in the first week of the NFL preseason. And my standout for sure was uh, Stetson Bennett of the Los Angeles Rams. Dude looked like a seasoned vet already. Of course, he's like, what, 25, 26 yeah. years old. So, obviously, he's that age to where he can hang with the pros and he can play with the pros. 
and he looked like a veteran. Obviously, he's a rookie. It was against pre, you know, backups. But what do you think about it? I mean, yeah, he's showing himself in preseason. Obviously, we'll see more of him in the next two weeks. Um, but like, if Matt Stafford has maybe two back-to-back games where he's not doing too hot, oh, or if they're getting blown out, they can throw in Stenson Bennett, see how he does, and depending on that, they could see if he's the guy that they want to replace. Seth, I, I say Stetson Bennett week six. Mm, I'll give Stafford a full month and a half. Week six. When's their bye week? Do you know that? I can't even remember, uh, honestly. I think Matt Stafford will make it to the bye week. Okay, yeah, we'll say, we'll say the bye week because the Rams are probably not going to be a great team. They've lost a lot. Their only bright spots on the team are Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. So why not go in a different direction? Especially with Stafford's what was his elbow last year. It was uh, elbow sh- year. Was it elbow? Yeah, I think that was elbow, yeah. yeah. So that who knows how that good that does, if that's healed up. So we could see Stetson Bennett in the middle of the year for sure. And he looked like a great player in the preseason so far. But not only Stetson Bennett, who do you think stood out as well? Um I mean, I said Deuce Vaughn, but thinking about it, instead of stand out, I think like the, the opposite. Okay. Trey Lance. Trey Lance did not look too hot. He looked horrible. So like, he got injured. I think preseason last year. It it was uh, week two. Okay. Week two. Where like this was supposed to be their franchise guy that they want to move forward, and if he can't stay healthy or can't perform, yep. they got to see if he's the guy that can be a backup. Especially if Brock Purdy outperforms him again yeah. this season, he will be definitely yeah. trade bait at the trade and, deadline. And even then, that's they're going to be, they got Sam Darnold too. Yeah, Sam Darnold, also Brandon Allen. They got a lot of quarterbacks on the yeah. roster. And they got a great team around all of them. Yep. It's just which quarterback will take them the next step. Who's going to produce it? Definitely, definitely. Because that team is good. The Niners have a great team. Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, not to mention the defense with Fred Warner and all the other pieces they brought in this offseason. So definitely the Niners are going to be a great team. Now they just need to figure out who their quarterback is, and it looks like it's going to be Brock Purdy after Trey Lance's performance. Possibly. But it is only one game. Yeah, exactly. Especially with quarterbacks with one-game performances, everyone's pointing out uh, Justin Fields, 3-for-3, three three, 129 yards. I was like, okay, those are good stats, but the two touchdowns that he got – were screen plays. Yeah, that, yeah, and no help to DJ Moore. Yeah. yeah I mean, DJ Moore, I was already high on him yep. going to the Bears in Carolina, helping that offense a lot. That one screen play is evidence that he's going to make a difference. Dude, and to add on to that, speaking of judging a player first week of the preseason, my Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, quarterback Russell Wilson. Oh, my gosh, bro. He lost one game. And have played three drives, and they're already saying the season's over. Bro, it's too early, bro. He looked good at the end of his drive. I honestly. mean, yeah, it's too early. And you're with, you're with your Broncos. You want to defend them as much as you can. And oh, I, I will. And obviously, I want to be the opposite because we have that friendly, exactly. friendly rivalry with me being a Chargers fan. Yeah, if y'all didn't know, Bryce is a Chargers fan here. So, same division in the AFC West. But anyways... Russell Wilson looked good on his last drives. I get it was against second stringers, but he also had a second string offensive line during that game, which he did pretty good because they suck. But they, his blocking was terrible, and he performed well enough with the blocking that he had. 
and he scored a touchdown. He went down there and scored. Yeah. And then it's also a new offensive and defensive schemes with Sean, uh, Sean Payton. So. And if we would have hit those two field goals, we would have won the game. I mean, we you can't blame Russell Wilson on that. You know, Brett Maher, I don't know why we have him on our team, but I hope he is gone by the first week of the season. And then Elliot Fry missing a field goal, but he looked good with the last couple field goals he made. But. Speaking of which, you're talking about your kickers. Did you see the stuff about the Saints kicker? I did not. So I can't I can't remember. I think he was a undrafted free agent for the Saints. Okay. He's five seven, hundred and sixty pounds. Five little scrawny. Little scrawny. Yeah, I think he has red hair. Oh, but like yeah. he's trying to get in for the preseason game. Yeah. And security stops him to see his credentials because oh. they don't. He doesn't look like a player. Yeah. Game goes on. He wins. He kicks the game-winning field goal for for them. He's getting off the field, and again, security thinks that he's a fan that got onto the field. Wow, they double-checked him twice. Like, bro, I just kicked the game-winning field goal. How do you not recognize me, bro? Obviously, I'm no, I'm just wearing pads and I got a helmet. I'm not part of the team. <laughs> Little joke out of that. Security takes sometimes stuff way too serious, but that that's a story. That's another story that stood out. Who else do you think stood out in the preseason? Um, I mean, we said a little bit about the Cowboys. We can go, go over to the Jaguars. Jaguars. I told you the quarterback, like, he dodged, what, three, four sacks? And Nathan, I think his name's Nathan Rourke. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he's about to get sacked, and he just sets up and just throws a laser. I saw that play. Top play of the year, and the season hasn't even begun. That was crazy. So, definitely – Jaguars are looking good. Obviously, they're going to roll with Trevor Lawrence, but wouldn't mind having him as a backup, right? No, no. If he stays like that, no, he's a great backup. Exactly. And I think they also have C.J. Beathard behind Trevor Lawrence. And he's a seasoned backup. Yeah, definitely. All right, so we're going to move on to another topic now. All right, now that we are done with NFL news, we are going to move into the MLB world where a lot of news has happened over the last week or so, including my Boston Red Sox have gotten back two of their best players in Trevor's story and Chris Sale. So hopefully this works out because the Red Sox aren't doing too well this year. I mean, they're not doing terrible, but they're not doing great. They really like to blow games when they really shouldn't be blowing games. Obviously, almost get Did we get swept by the Blue Jays? Uh, I think you guys got one out we of it. We got one out of it. So definitely, yeah, that was a series we needed to win for sure. And we definitely blew that. But we have two of our bright spots back. Of course, Adam Duvall's back. And then we add Chris Sale, who hopefully can stay healthy because he's been hurt too many times over the last year. And then Trevor Story, who we signed to a massive contract just a couple of years ago. So he looks like our shortstop for the future as we did trade Kike Hernandez at the deadline. But that is my Red Sox news. So hopefully we are fourth in the AL East, I believe, and two and a half, two or three games out of the wild card race. So hopefully we can turn it around. But in other news in the AL East, I'll let Bryce take over this breaking news that's happened and it's not so good for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so for those who don't know, Wander Franco, very good player for the Rays. Definitely. We don't like him because he's on the Rays. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there is stories coming out that he, the woman that he is dating is supposedly 14 years old. Out of the DR, right? Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm pretty sure. It's, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but supposedly one of the things I've heard is that uh, she was wanting hush money, and 
he wasn't one of the forgivers, so she came out. But I, other than her story, I haven't heard anything saying that she's not 14, whether she actually is 14 or not. Definitely. I've seen pictures of her. It's like, yeah, she looks young, but again, is she actually 14? Am I defending pedophilia? No. 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 But this is not looking good. He's already on the... He's already out for the next week or so. Yeah, he's on, they put him on the restricted list. Yeah. They're still paying him, but he's not playing or traveling with the team right now. Yeah, so he's not. I mean, they'll, help, they'll bring down the Rays a little. I think they'll still be good. but This is a crushing blow for the Rays. As he is still one of their young players, one of their superstar players. He's only 22 years old. He's younger than me and you. Yeah. And he's, this is a crushing blow because the Tampa Bay Rays are trying to make a playoff push right now. Trying to remain, trying to catch up back up to the Orioles with their hot start at the beginning of the year and then falling off over the last couple months. And this just adds on top of it. So, not looking good for the Rays, but that's kind of some AL East news. Shout out to the Baltimore Orioles, though. I mean, obviously, I don't root for them because they are in our division, but you got to give them the credit. Already at 70 wins already. Looking dangerous. Of course, the Baltimore Orioles have sucked for. Years and years taking last in the AL East. Now they've turned it around, and they're the real deal. It's looking like this is their. This could be their year, especially with the stuff going on with Franco. I think this is their time to push away from the Rays. Yep, and then the Blue Jays, of course, are spitting and sputtering a little bit. The Red Sox are spitting and sputtering. We all know about the Yankees; they're trash. They're not going to yeah. do anything. I don't think, at least. Alec Manoa is back down in Triple A. <laughs> yeah, they sent him back down oh. twice, bro. Oh, it's kind of a mess, but the. Tell me about your Blue Jays. What you, how are you feeling I mean, about them? I mean, they've been doing what they've been doing. They get hot, and then they get cold. It's back and forth. They can't stay consistent entirely. Um, they just I think they just lost series to the Cubs, which kind of disappoints wow. me. And the Cubs are, are no. a pretty good team. I mean, they're, they tried to get better. Bobachet's out, so they traded, they traded a lot with the Cardinals. They got a shortstop. They got Jordan Hicks, which yeah. definitely needed relievers. Definitely should be a team that's good because you guys got what? Bichette, you got Whit Merrifield, you got Brandon Belts. You got Vladdy, you got got Chapman. Chapman. You got players all over the place, man. Why is it Toronto one of them? You got Springer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, George Springer, Alejandro Kirk. Definitely should be a better team, but all relies on pitching. Always underperforms. And that's the Red Sox problem, man. They're pitching. They have a great team around them, but their pitching just doesn't bail them out. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how the AL East turns out, but. That's some MLB news for today. All right, moving on to other news, but now we have some breaking news that literally just dropped. And I know we just moved on from the NFL, but we have some breaking news in the NFL as another running back has found a new team. And this running back who has been unsigned, one of the best in the league, um, has been unsigned for a while now. And he is his name is Dalvin Cook. He is now signing with the New York Jets football team. So a big addition for Aaron Rodgers and that Jet offense. How are you feeling about this? I mean, me personally, I don't like it. Uh, Jets already had a good offense with Aaron Rodgers coming in. I can understand with Brees Hall, he's coming off an injury. I don't know if he's healthy or not. I can understand that signing, but if they expect their new young guy to come out and be their franchise running back, this guy's not going to help. Yeah, definitely. It is a weird signing. I feel like you should have went to the Dolphins more than the Jets. 
because the Jets, like you said, have Brees Hall. Don't they have Michael Carter? Who's uh, good? Yeah, either keep got Michael Carter or they just let him go. They let go of someone. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great addition to an already stacked Jets team. You have Garrett Wilson. You have Aaron Rodgers. Now you have Dalvin Cook. Uh, not to mention Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. So our offense is going to be scary this year. But crazy to see him go to the Jets. But Dalvin Cook now has a new team as he went unsigned for a little, yep. a long time. Uh, he signed a one-year deal worth up to 8.6, I assume, with incentives. Wow, only a one-year deal. I thought they would sign him to a couple more years, maybe at least a two-year. But I, I guess it's a prove-it deal. I wonder if it's uh, to make sure that if, like he's a security for Brees Hall doesn't show up like he should off that injury. True. But they could be using they could be using him and Brees Hall as a one two punch. Which maybe. is dangerous. Yeah, so I mean that's dangerous, but I don't think they're only gonna use Dalvin Cook mainly. They'll they'll throw in a Brees yeah. Hall Dalvin Cook yeah. situation. Hopefully it doesn't end up like a Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams uh. experiment that didn't work. Well, I'm not gonna get into that because I'm not a fan of Melvin Gordon. Let's put it that way. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to move into the college football world as the preseason top 25 rankings have just now come out. And there is some shockers in this list. And uh, the biggest shocker, I think, is Michigan at number two. Of course, with Jim Harbaugh being suspended the first four games of the year. And not really. I mean, obviously, they're a good football program, but. Not really a standout team I would think would be top two, or I should say top five, might as well number two. What do you think? I mean, one the beginning, I was like, okay, yeah, these teams make sense. Like Georgia won, Definitely. pretty obvious. Definitely. Ohio State, Alabama, and three, four, I was like, okay, those okay. are normally really good. Definitely. But the farther you get down, it's like it's hard to say. Like TCU's at 17. They were just in the national championship. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, they're out of the top 25 after two weeks. USC at number six. That's just got to be the Lincoln-Riley effect, obviously. I don't, that's a kind of a shocking one to me yeah. as well. Um, I'm interested to see with uh, Texas Longhorns at 11 because isn't this Archie Manning's first year? Yeah, it is. I don't, I don't think he's starting, but he'll, he'll work his way up. But definitely. if the situation's right, they might try to throw him in. Yeah, so I guess that's a fair spot for Texas. Oregon – is down there with Bo Nix. I'm surprised they're at 15. I thought they would be at least around top 10. Uh, Bo Nix is one of the top draft prospects in the next year's draft. Uh, I think this comes out at a really good time because last week you talked about the college realignments. Yep, definitely. So I think this, these are going to change much more next year when Obviously. the when these teams switch conferences. Yep. So, yeah, it's not totally set. Obviously, it'll get mixed around. But I guess I guess USC is six because they got Caleb Williams, and of course, that too. But some surprising teams. But the most surprising, like I said, is Michigan at number two. How that happens, I have no idea. But obviously, it's going to shift around and change. Anybody else who stands out to you? Um, I mean, Georgia at one. Like, they've been rocking stents at Bennett for years. Definitely. I mean, I'll be interested to see how that offense looks yeah, this that's, year. Yeah, that's true. They got the new quarterback now. I'll still expect them to be top five for sure, but it'll be interesting how they go, how they 
play. It's a good program, and I'm surprised Colorado isn't in the top 25 with Deion Sanders and the Deion effect, you know. So you got something to prove. I guess so. They got some good players. I've heard they got Shadur Sanders, their wide receiver that's badass out. I can't remember his name, but he was on. He transferred to Colorado um, from Jackson State. So I'm surprised Colorado's not in there, obviously. Yeah. And didn't he pull some players from his other team? Exactly. Yeah, there? he brought some a couple of his good dudes. I, I'm not really a totally college guy, yeah. so I can't remember all the names totally. But yeah, they, they got a good team in Colorado, I believe. So that's kind of crazy to see. Um, but yeah, everything else I agree with. You got LSU at five, Penn State at seven, uh, Florida State is kind of a shocker at eight, um, Clemson at number nine, Washington at ten, Texas at eleven, Tennessee at twelve, thirteen, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, I guess, it's just because it's a football program. That's kind of a shocker. Our Utah Utes are at 14, which is a fair ranking for them. I mean, they still they got the quarterback back, but they're losing. They lost their top tight end, Dalton, yeah, the Dalton's Buffalo KK, Bills. They lost their top corner this past draft, Clark Phillips. He went to the Falcons. So that's a fair ranking for Utah Utes. Obviously, you have 15 uh, with Oregon. Number 16, you have, what is that, Kansas State? Yeah, yep. Kansas State. TCU at uh, number 17, um, Oregon State at 18, Wisconsin at 19, Oklahoma at 20. I'm surprised they're clear down there. That's kind of a shocker. Do you think Oklahoma's a better team, or do you think that's a fair ranking? I think they, they've been out of the spotlight uh, since they lost Baker. So, I mean, as long as they're staying ranked, they're staying relevant. So, okay, so I guess that's fair. And then you got 21, North Carolina, 22, Old Miss, 23, Texas A&M. 24 Tulsa and then 25 Iowa. So I'm surprised Iowa's not higher. They're always usually a pretty good team every year. Yeah. I mean, it's Big Ten. It's so much going on in that division. It's hard to keep them all ranked. Definitely, definitely. Well, so, yeah, that's the 25 preseason top 25 that just came out this week. But of course, it'll change over the year or over the next couple of weeks before football starts. So we'll see what happens there. But that's the top, that's just the top 25 preseason list. All right, now we are going to move on to some other news as we head to the UFC 292 World, which is happening this Saturday in, what is it, Boston, Massachusetts, right? It's going to be a great card, and the biggest fight to come out of it is the main event against Sean O'Malley and Aljamain Sterling. Who do you got winning? Um, I think Sean O'Malley is definitely the face that the UFC wants to push, but I think Aljamain Sterling is going to put him in his place and teach him a lesson really i think i disagree with that i got sean o'malley taking the dub this time i see sean o'malley as a young guy similar to conor mcgregor who obviously can't have conor's enticement of buying the pay-per-view but definitely. sean o'malley is definitely trying to be that guy uh Baljamin sterling like he proved himself in his last fight yeah sure. but i think he's just too He's just going to be too much for O'Malley. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm not an Aljamain fan. Never really have been. So maybe that's why I'm leaning towards the Sean O'Malley side. But I'm I mean, going to take Sean O'Malley. I mean, I'm an O'Malley fan too. I just don't think he's ready for the Definitely. title. And that's just the main event. We got other main events or other fights in this main card. As the co-main event is against Zhang Weili versus Amanda Lemos. And I'm not too familiar with those guys. So, Are you familiar with So, them? one of the first UFC fights I saw was... Zhang Wei Li in her That's fight against uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but I think she's Russian. Okay. And they went the full five rounds. They were just 
bloodied and just it's yeah. one women beat the shit out of each they other. They do. When yeah. it's these top women, they beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> but it was one of the best fights I've ever seen, oh, followed yeah. by a terrible one with uh Romero and uh Adesanya. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that was all right. But that women's fight is one of the best that's ever happened in women's. So if uh Amanda Lemos can make that kind of performance I think that's just going to be just as good as the O'Malley Sterling fight. Wow. So who you got winning, Lemos? Oh no, Whaley. Whaley. She's think a, I... yeah, she's, she's a badass. Okay, she's I badass. think I got Whaley too, for sure, for sure. All right, and then the other fights we have is Neil Magny versus Ian Machado Gary, and I'm going to have to go with Neil Magny to take the dub on this one. Yeah. Not too familiar with the other fighter, so I am falling to the popular side right now. I don't. I. Don't know much about Gary, but I mean, he's from Ireland against uh, Neil, who's obviously from USA. Yep. He's got represents. Definitely. Um, so, Kobe Garbrandt, I think that's definitely a name that we wanted to see for a while. Again. Dude, Cody Garbrandt, man. I mean, I love Cody Garbrandt. He was one of my favorite fighters, but like I said, he's been injured over the last couple of years. He's been backing out of fights, you know. I mean, so, you know, I had a shift to my boy Kevin Holland. So, but I, I I'm rooting for Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, he's a fan favorite. Definitely. Um, I, I'll probably have to go with Cody Garbrandt, even though he's been out for a while. Um, so yeah, I'm leaning towards Cody Garbrandt. Yeah, definitely. And then the first fight of the main card, we have Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz. Munoz. How do you say Munoz? No. I think that's how you say it. Moonhose, yeah. Um, I've heard of Marlon Vera before, but not too familiar with these two fighters. No. I mean, I, I, if we don't know much, I think it's nothing we can say. We're just hoping for a good fight. Exactly. Hopefully we get some good fights. So not as good as UFC 291, but a decent card. I mean, the biggest fight of the night, of course, is the co-main event and the main event with O'Malley and yeah. Aljamain Sterling. And then some also notable fighters fighting is also Chris Weidman versus Brad Tavares. Um, there are some popular names that could put on a show in the prelims. But I think I, I think Weidman got moved in the main card. Right? Did he? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. But, yeah, why do you feel about Weidman? I mean, I think he's definitely a, uh, a rising star for UFC. And if he keeps it up, he can easily find himself in the topper top half uh, ranked definitely definitely so yeah that's the main card for boston so tune in this saturday ufc 292 it's going to be a great card and a great fight and boston of course will put on a show because you know how boston rolls my boston red sox boston fans are passionate so they're definitely going to show up and show out at ufc 292 all right now that we have moved on from ufc we're going to move on to our last topic of this podcast and we are going to move into the NHL world where some um, kind of good news and bad news that has happened. Um, first off, we're going to start with the good news as a Colorado Avalanche has graced the cover of the new NHL 24 game coming out this year. And that guy, his name is Cal Maker. He is one of the rising stars in the league and one of the best players on the Colorado Avalanche. So well-deserving. It was kind of shocking to see. Um, I would have picked some different players in my opinion, but also well-deserving, of course. Maybe I would rather put McKinnon on besides Maker, but like I said, well-deserving. Hopefully the NHL curse doesn't, you know, hurt the, my Colorado Avalanche because I like the Colorado Avalanche. I'm still a Penguins fan, but I appreciate the Colorado Avalanche as I do all Colorado sports. 
And then on the other side, on some not so good news, as the Boston Bruins have lost another player, and David Krejci, who just retired um, after 16 seasons. Of course, they lost Patrice Bergeron, and now they have lost David Krejci. So it looks like Brad Marchand is going to be the left alone guy to run this team. Of course, they got some good players still. They also have David Pasternak. Um, they, they signed Van Riemsdyk. So Boston will be all right, but they're not going to be as good as they were. No, they're just not going to be the same. I mean, they're losing a guy that they've had for a decade and a half. Exactly. And after coming off a year was, was the first time they missed the playoffs in over a decade. Yep. I think the Boston dynasty, not quote dynasty, might be over the kind of at the end. It's definitely a dynasty. Yeah. yeah. S- similar to the Patriots, where like they got to get rid of the older guys, they got to get to the new guys. I think it's just time to switch over and let's see what happens. Definitely, they are. I, I want to say they're in a rebuild mode quite yet, but they're lacking some pieces that they had last year. But you never know with these weird teams. They could, uh, how do I put it? Addition by subtraction. Like saying you, you you gain you get better as some players you lose. So who knows if Brad Marchand carries this Boston team? But just some quick NHL news to cover over the week. All right, now we are moving towards the end of this podcast, and of course, we with every podcast I like to do my fun fact of the day. So I'm gonna let my boy Bryce handle this one for today. And what is the fun fact of the day for August 14, 2023? So this was news probably at the beginning of August, but uh, I like it because it's really awesome. Uh, but uh, scientists in uh, East Asia have discovered uh, the possibility of a room temperature superconductor. Okay. So normally superconductors have to be super cold, like negative freezing, like double, triple digits. And because they run so fast and it'd be hot, and normally that they've been wanting to try to introduce a technology with like super high rails uh, trains to get from so somewhere to somewhere in 30 minutes or whatever. And the problem was keeping it cold. Uh, and this, it's it's room temperature superconductor. Wow. So if this continues to work out. Uh, superconductors can be much more common and we can get a say high rail train from say New York to LA and try to push the limits and get do a train within a half a day. Wow that'd be crazy of course China is what you said China right? Uh, I think it was Korea. Korea sorry excuse me of course Korea is in leading of course we're moving towards the future Um, all kinds of crazy things could happen who knows with flying cars but this is just the start with the conductors and yeah some crazy news to come out um but anyways hope you guys enjoyed this podcast thank you guys for sticking around and listening of course if you are joining the scarf show please go like and follow my instagram account at the scarf show and also follow the scarf show on spotify um apple Podcasts, amazon music and iHeartRadio. we are available and Thank you guys again for sticking around. I am your host, Andrew Scarborough. So peace out, Bryce. Peace out. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Of course. Thank you for joining me on the show. And we will see you guys next week.